What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday on Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, and you can follow our social pages on uh, Twitter slash X and on Facebook. Uh, this week, we got uh, Eric Bellier back on the show. Uh, it's been quite a while, but uh, Eric's finally back to talk some baseball. Uh, Eric, what's going on, buddy? Nothing, man. Excited. This is my favorite. You know, we talk about you and I always end up texting each other during NHL free agency and all that. But like, this is my favorite time of the year. Like, this is this is when I start getting excited with roster builds and things like that. So it's an exciting time, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think uh, this offseason for a lot of teams will be exciting. You know, I think it'll be interesting for for the team, the team that I you know pay attention to. Um, so, you know, postseason wrapped up a couple of weeks ago. Rangers win the World Series, beat the Diamondbacks in five. Um, so I kind of wanted to get your thoughts about the playoffs. If you had any have any thoughts about the the format, because I know that a lot of people have, you know, said things about the format that they don't like it and this and that and and whatnot. So I guess I'm curious your thoughts about that, and then just your thoughts about the season in general and, you know, how it wrapped up. Well, the format, right. The, the, the format, I feel like the people that are complaining are the people whose teams lost because they had time off in their opinions. Right. right. Um, I, I like the format. I think in terms of viewership, I know the world series was down, but right. like capturing markets like Arizona, Miami, teams that haven't really made it a lot, you know, or consistently, I should say, mm-hmm. um, I think is huge. And, and because you're starting, you, you get that national viewership. And I, last year, as we've discussed on here, I'm a big Met fan. Um, it stunk that they didn't win the division. They blew the division and all this stuff and ended up losing in the wild card round. But from a team perspective, if if you are a wild card team and you're a high wild card team, it almost benefits you because you're playing all the games at home. <laughs> so you know you, you're getting the home crowd for three playoff games, which is huge. Uh, I think it benefited Philly the last two years. I think it benefited a lot of teams. I like it. Uh, that's because there's more baseball to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. It's what Major League Baseball wanted, and it's what fans wanted until their teams lost. <laughs> That's kind of how I look at it. You know, the the Braves, my per, my example is that everybody on the Atlanta side of things are complaining they had this many days off. Well, so did Houston. And Houston came away, came a game away from, from going to the World Series again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the the the, the format isn't as big of a deal as I think the general population makes it more than the people that sway to a certain franchise. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying one franchise, I'm saying the ones that didn't benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the Dodgers were the other team that did very well in the regular season and then got swept in the playoffs and they had a long layoff if I'm not mistaken. Right. Well, well yeah, but again, I look at them as, as more of a roster built thing. They had no pitching. Right. They had all the offense in the world. Mm-hmm. Had two guys who are MVP candidates. It feels like every year, right? Um, in Freddie Freeman and Mookie, but it just it made no sense to me 
um, that they, they had no pitching. You know, you go in with Kershaw, whose only World Series win was when he had to pitch in front of 8,000 people in a bubble. You know what I mean? Who has a who has a history of being bad in the playoffs? And he mm-hmm. was, again. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't know. I get people's frustrations, but at the same time, you knew this format was the format that it's going to be. Prepare for it. Right. You know what I mean? Either you can own up to it, like Brian Roberts did, and say, hey, we didn't play well. We didn't have what we should have had. Or you can go out and complain about it, like certain other teams did. Yeah, it doesn't and it doesn't work that way. Right, and, and I think, I think the only negative towards this is that they will teams will start preparing to win 86, 90 games and get a wild card spot. Right, because if the the, the way the track record shows is, look at what Philly's done the last two years. They played in the wild card both years, and they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Right. Do they do they blow my doors down? No. Um, but they won. I think they might have won ninety ish games. But Atlanta ran away with the NL East, right? And Philly ran all the way to the NLCS again. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, that's the negative I have towards this. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um. So, obviously, Rangers win the World Series, beat the Diamondbacks. Thoughts about the Rangers and how they were able to to win? I actually took a trip down to to Arlington um, in September, caught a ball game there. Mm. Uh, beautiful ballpark, so oh, cool. yes. Um, good, great fans, great atmosphere, and and a really good team. And and I think, you know, the Degrom move ended up hurting them because he had needed Tommy John. But uh, Scherzer didn't do much for him. Uh, but again, you see the familiar faces. You see the native Valdes, the Corey Seegers, the Marcus Simeons. They went out and not only built a team through the free agent market, but their front office with trades, free agent signings, they mm-hmm. were they were fantastic. And their young guys are starting to step up. Evan Carter is going to be the rookie of the year favorite next year. And he mm-hmm. batted, I think, through the – through the wild card series against Baltimore, he hit like 580 or something. He was on he was on another planet. They're doing a great job developing young guys. They're doing a great job attacking the market. They're a good team. Um, Arizona too. I'm more curious to see what they do going into next year now, um, because you have that young core. You have Corbin Carroll, you know, rookie of the year. Gabriel Moreno, who's like. I have a weird affiliation towards random players and Gabriel Marino's like one of my guys. I think he's so good. Um, they need, they need to add veteran pitching. They need to add more veteran presence outside of Evan Longoria. Uh, they're a good team too. They're, they're one of those teams that you watch and it's kind of like Baltimore this year where you look at and they're just fun. You know what I mean? They're a good team. They play hard. They have basically like a, a band of nobodies in a sense, you know? Yeah. And, and it almost felt like Major League, the movie Major League, a little bit because you have a bunch of young guys, a bunch of unknowns, and then mm-hmm. the, the catcher, the, the old veteran catcher, is being played by Evan Longoria, who hasn't played in a World Series game since 2008. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I, they were fun. Um, I'm curious to see how the young guys bounce back after their first full year 
And I'm also curious to see how they attack the market because they're not known to spend big over the last handful of years. Right. And when they did, they get a little more cautious because they paid Madison Bumgarner a bajillion dollars mm-hmm. and they DFA'd him in May. Right. 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 Um, well, yeah, I think definitely they were a fun team to watch um, in the postseason. I think, yeah. like I said, it'll probably be interesting to see what they do um, in the offseason. Obviously, as you said, Corbin Carroll took home the uh, National League Rookie of the Year. Um, that's kind of where I wanted to go next in terms of talking about the award winners. So obviously, um, Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles won American League Rookie of the Year. Um, and then the MVPs this later this week, Ronald Acuna and Otani, Blake Snell and Garrett Cole winning the Cy Youngs. Um, and then Manager of the Year, uh, Brandon Hyde in the American League for the Orioles and Skip Schumacher in the National League for the Marlins. Any thoughts you had about any of those awards? Yeah, this felt like the first year in a while that you can predict everyone pretty easily. Huh, okay. um, where where if you if you watched any bit of baseball, you knew what was going on everywhere. Um, good for Skip Schumacher. You know, they they say that uh, managers go to die in Miami. And and Schumacher did the complete opposite. Uh, Kim Ning in that front office were excellent. Uh, you know, my biggest, I wouldn't say complaint, but my biggest question mark is how they decide the finalists because, and this might come off as a little bias, but, you know, you have a guy in the National League and Logan Webb who's a finalist with a sub-500 record who went 11-13. and 13. And Kodai Sanga was a rookie of the year finalist. I knew he wasn't going to win because how good Corbin Carroll was. Um, but Kodai deserved to be a finalist, in my opinion. Um, and again, that might come off bias as a Met fan and 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 whatnot. But it the the finalists are what question me from time to time because you look at it and you're like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned Gunnar Henderson. The same thing I said about Corbin about Corbin Carroll and the Diamondbacks is the same thing about Baltimore, you know, Adley, Gunner, Grayson Rodriguez has to bounce back. You go down the list of names, they need to build off of this into next year now. And mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they don't have a closer because Felix Batista needed Tommy John. So I, I'm curious to see how they build off of that as well. But awesome. You know, this is a fun year of baseball for me, in my opinion. Why the, the Teams that were not supposed to be good were good. Um, guys came out of nowhere and 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 performed. You know, you look at the back end of that uh, Arizona bullpen. Uh, I would have considered Tori Lavello as as NL Manager of the Year, but getting this is the first real playoff berth for the Marlins in forever. The Marlins did make it during that 2020 year, um, so I don't know how much legitimacy is to there there is to that in my opinion. But good for Miami, good for them. And, yeah, this year's awards were kind of – you know, last year there was a lot of Otani and Judge conversation and when Judge won the MVP. But this year it was kind of just black and white, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you said, definitely fun to see some different teams do well. Um, you know, I think for the awards, you know, it is interesting that it was kind of, you know, more straightforward. I was – you know, as a Red Sox fan, pleased to see that there was some recognition for Casas and the year that he had, I think specifically the second half run that he had was great. And 
you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do um, in the future. Um, yeah, he's fun to watch, man. Boston, Boston may not realize it, but they have a good young core, guys. Oh, well, I should say that to some people that are fans of this team. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see some of those, you know, young pieces that they have um, coming up. And we'll probably talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but first, I think I want to get into some free agency and talking about some of the big, you know, names. Obviously, Otani is the, you know, big, big fish, so to speak. Um, any thoughts about uh, his, you know, decision making where he might end up? So with Shohei, it feels as if Otani has to make a decision in a couple ways. One, does he want to stay out West? Cause we know he loves the West coast. Um, I know that the Yankees and the Red Sox bid on him when he was first posted to come over initially. And he ended up signing with LA with the angels. Um, does he want to stay out there? A, and does he want to win? B or if he wants to just chase the bag, you know, um, I also, there's, there's a, there's a group of teams. I, I think the angels are all obviously going to be in on them. Um, I like the Ron Washington hire. Um, I'm glad he's back managing. I think he'd be a good guy to have for Shohei, but Art Moreno is a loose cannon with owning the, the owning the angels and you never know what direction they're going to go in. I thought they took positive steps going into last year. Um, but ended up everybody got hurt again and all that. Um, that's one. Two, I think the Dodgers are going to be heavily in on him. Uh, if he wants to stay out West, I think that's a big move. And, and you, we know the Dodgers aren't afraid to spend money. Uh, a couple other teams, I think the Cubs are going to be in on him because the Cubs took great strides this year, ended up losing a playoff spot on like game 160 this year. Uh, so they were in it right towards the end, and they have a they have a nice core of young guys mixed in with <clears throat> a good group of veterans as well. Uh, I think <clears throat> getting Marcus Stroman help on the in the rotation, even if it isn't for twenty twenty four, I think is a is is a good idea, and I think they're looking at. And it pains me to say it, but after the trade that the Braves made, unloading eight roster spots for one reliever with a six ERA um, on on Thursday night to clear roster space, I wouldn't be – and clear finances, I wouldn't be surprised to see Atlanta in on him. Um, I know I know the Mets will be in the ring because Cohen has unlimited money and 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 Cohen will 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 offer offer a big check. Um, but I don't see him coming out east. Um, I, I think he has to make those two decisions, right? Where he, Geographically where he wants to be. Um, and LA has a big Japanese market as well. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he stays out East and if he wants to win, because look, I think there's more of a way for him to win with the Mets, the Red Sox, the Dodgers and the, and the uh, Braves than there is with the, with the Cubs or whoever else might offer him a big contract, mm -hmm. you know? So those are the two things. And again, people are going to flip out with the money that he's going to get partially because he can't pitch next year. Mm -hmm. He's only going to hit. So it'll be interesting to see um, what ends up happening with him. But 
I I have a feeling he stays at West and goes to the Dodgers or the Giants or the Giants. Because after last year, the, the Giants striking out on Judge, Correa, they're going to want to make a splash. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously then there's another Japanese player that I think is going to be on a lot of teams' radars, um, Yamamoto from um, or pitching in the Japanese league. Um, what are your thoughts about him? I haven't heard too much about him, but I know a lot of teams are going to be interested. Yeah, so uh, he is the second best pitcher in Japan over the last handful of years. Roki Sasaki is their number one. Um, we saw that in the World Baseball Classic. I'm curious to see. I'm sure he's going to get posted relatively soon. Not this year, but either next or the following. Um, Yamamoto, the Mets aren't going to be outbid for Yamamoto. It was said last night. Um, the Mets have been on Yamamoto. They scouted Yamamoto um, very heavily over the last year. Um, and David Stearns wants to make a, a, a splash being the head of the front office now, you mm-hmm. know, being play, uh, president of baseball operations. And I feel that <clears throat> Yamamoto is a guy that who is is made for New York, pitched on what's equivalent to you know, the, the best team in the, the biggest market in, in Japan baseball um, was th- thrived in Japan in that market and is a legend there. And if, you know, we've seen it, we've seen it with Scherzer, we've seen it with Verlander. Um, if the Mets want a guy and it comes down to financials, it won't, it, there's no other way to put it than it, it's going to get done, you mm-hmm. know? So I I think he's a Met, um, but then again, it's going to come down to him. Um, I know that the Yankees are in on him hard. Uh, there's a bunch of teams in on him, but if it comes down to finances, I don't see how the Mets don't don't grab him. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Kodai Senga are best friends. Uh, he said he was going to try to recruit him. So I I would I would put him down as coming to Queens. He's a stud. Uh, logs innings like nobody's business and is really good. <laughs> so I'm curious to see what happens, but I I have him coming to Queens and that's baseball Eric talking, not Met fan Eric talking. Um, you know, looking at some of the other free agents, um, you know, it does seem like pitching is kind of the the biggest thing that there's not a lot of great free agent bats. You know, some of the other pitchers to look at Blake Snell just won the the Cy Young Aaron Nola uh Sonny Gray uh, just some of the other you know pitching names Jordan Montgomery uh thoughts about those guys yeah um I've seen a lot of Aaron Nola <laughs> too much of Aaron Nola met killer right um kind of got outperformed by Zach Wheeler this year we know Wheeler is you know Philly's ace now Mm-hmm. Um, which again pains me, but they know is a guy who I'm excited for, for a bounce back year. Long balls were his problem. Gave up a lot of home runs, um, which isn't really like, him, you know, mm-hmm. um, this crop of pitching Montgomery is interesting to me because he's going to capitalize on a playoff run. Yes. Then, you know, being one of the more consistent guys like a Blake Snell, like mm-hmm. a, you know, like an Aaron Nola, guys that are consistently good, right? Um, 
over the last year and a half, Montgomery kind of planted his foot, but his the playoff run he went on was obscene. Um, it's a, like you said, it's a deep pitching, it's a deep deep group of pitching. Uh, the bats are the bat the the market in the trade market for a Juan Soto for Fernando Tatis with what's going on in San Diego. Um, that's more of the draw this winter than the free agents, but the free agents have nice pieces, right? Cody Bellinger's there. Reese Hoskins is there. There's names that you look at and say, Oh, I would want him to bat fifth or sixth for the, for my team. You know what I mean? But he, they're not a guy you're going to shell out three, two, three, four hundred million dollars. And, and the best bat is also the best pitcher in free agency this year. Right. Right. You know, so it, it's a, it's a big fall down from that top of the mountain, but in relation to it, it's a nice group of guys. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, it's their group of guys that could be game changers, but aren't going to be franchise movers. If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, you know, now I'm curious about, and as something we've talked about a couple times and this being a, a sort of a, Boston team podcast. Uh, the Red Sox brought in Craig Breslow to, uh, you know, run the run the team. And I'm curious about your thoughts about the the hiring and, you know, kind of what to expect from from this move. Because I'm kind of, you know, I've heard a lot of things. I'm not really sure how to feel about it necessarily. Yeah. So there's one of two ways this can go. My my thoughts on this on the hiring. Um, a name I really didn't expect um, a name that really hasn't been thrown around in circles and other jobs in the past prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he hit a home run in his uh, press conference. Um, I think he said all the right things and I think it's important to have a guy that knows what it takes to win in that market. Right. And I'll use the Mets as an example. The Mets were bought by Steve Cohen, a diehard Mets fan, a guy who wants to see the team succeed. David Stearns comes in as president of baseball operations, wants to see the team uh, succeed, is a Met fan, diehard since he was a kid, grew up on Long Island. Shout out Long Island. Um, Breslow was a Red Sox for how many years, right? Won a couple World Series rings, knows what it takes to play in a big, in a play in, and, succeed in a big in a big market like that um now the where the disconnect is is what's going to happen between breslow and ownership um i think um the move for heim bloom although at the time was deemed great because of how great of a baseball mind he is and and what he did in tampa bay um but that's tampa bay Right. Tampa Bay makes the playoffs every year on a $70 million budget. The Red Sox had a $70 million budget for the first month of 2013. Right. You know what I mean? Where, where this is a market where you can't not spend money. Right. You know, I think 2021 was a bit of an, an anomaly partnered with the big guys from the prior regime stepping up and performing. Um, Breslow can either bring this team back to th- this is the two different avenues. Um, 
Breslow can either bring back this team to the days of being the big fish in every uh, free agent signing conversation, you know, drafting well, which they've still done, um, and and spending money or be a puppet to John Henry. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those are the only two ways you can go, right? I feel like people have could have the potential feeling that Henry um, hired him because he knows him, is familiar with him, and can feel like he can control him, or Henry hired him because Breslow has what it takes to get Boston back to where it should be. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. No, it, it definitely does, because I think, like, I think part of the the yeah i mean i think that's exactly what it is because you know i think there yeah there's a concern that you know i don't know ownership is not as concerned with with winning as maybe they should be and as or as they used to be even right right you know and it's just like yeah my you know i've said this plenty of times that does that does that ownership think okay we've we've won our world series we've we've won enough you know, we're trying to make this into a money-making operation instead of, you know, a good quality baseball operation. Right. But I look to give you some positive, you know, feeling towards this. Look at what Chris Young did in Texas. Chris Young's a former Texas Ranger. Um, Mm -hmm. Chris Young knows what it takes to win in that market and was a good, was a good baseball player. And is a smart baseball mind. He got guy went to friggin' Princeton, right. you know. So uh, it's I think if you look at it from that perspective and see what other guys in the same boat of Breslow has done, it should give you hope. Um, this falls more on John Henry, yeah, than anything. You know, they hit they hit a home run with Yoshida. Mm-hmm. They have good guys coming up the pipe, um, but now it's about adding to that. You know, they the the letting Bogarts go, I guess, kind of worked out, but but you know, you gotta you gotta look at what you have coming up the pipe now. Mm-hmm. For you as a baseball mind, who do you think is like the most likely free agent that they could bring in? Wow, that's a good question. Um, it's weird because I want to sit here and say Cody Bellinger. <laughs> And I want to sit here and say Reese Hoskins, but part of the problem is that you have a center fielder and you have a first baseman (laughs) and, and, but you can, you can play. I think it would be very comfortable for Bellinger to have to play right field there and be in a market that makes sense. You know, he played in Chicago and played really well. I think you need a left-handed bat um, that, that can hit, not just guys that are there, you know, and I, I feel a guy like him and, and Reese Hoskins isn't going to cost a lot coming off of a torn ACL in spring training. Um, a, a guy with pop and a guy that's loved by, by the locker room he played in for as long as he did. So I feel um, a bat is going to be big, but I have a feeling they'll attack the mid tier pitching market. I think they'll be in on Montgomery. I think they'll be in on Nola. Um, now, do I think they get him, them? I'm not sure, but I know that they're going to need to attack pitching. 
And and you know the reliever market's always a crapshoot every year. Yeah. So you know they'll 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 hopefully add bullpen. Mm-hmm. But it I I think a couple bats and then an arm is what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny I was looking at the the Cy Young voting before we started and I saw that Chris Martin for the Red Sox got a Cy Young vote. And like, sure. I thought that was pretty interesting, but he did have a really good season. Like that yeah, one they could find. Yeah, there's always there's always one or two like what the heck are we doing votes. You know what I mean? And 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 Martin did have a great year. And and I think voters use the you know the third, fourth, fifth place votes with like a let me give kudos to somebody. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's what happened with Chris Martin, you know, but yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. I think pitching going to have to be the main priority, but they also need offense. They didn't hit well last year. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Outside of, outside of Yoshida. Um, yeah. I would, I would agree with that. I am curious about certain Red Sox player and what your thoughts are. Um, Alex Verdugo. Do you think he stays with the Red Sox? Do you think he's getting traded? I really have no idea what's going to happen with him. I think the tie to him and the Yankees is weird. Okay. Uh, I, not from a perspective that I don't think he's going to go there, um, mm-hmm. but that he makes too much sense for the Yankees. Okay. In the sense that they need a right fielder, mm-hmm. they need a lefty bat. You know, they need they need guys. They need they need a guy that can play every day. Okay. Um, he's a fun player to watch. Um, I think Heim, I think Heim Bloom totally botched the Mookie trade. It was Heim, right? It totally botched the Mookie trade because if you look at everybody they got, it mm-hmm. was severely underwhelming. Jeter Downs got DFA'd. Mm-hmm. So, to me, I think for it'd be a trade more for Breslow to start with a clean slate than it is. The, than it is to have to do with the player. I see. You know what I mean? It'd be a, it'd be it would let Breslow start with a with a more of a clean slate and add players that he wants than have yeah. to inherit everybody. You know, you're gonna inherit a Casas, you're gonna inherit a Yoshida. Right. And be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um so I'm here I wouldn't be surprised if he got traded, but he's also talented. Yeah, of course. You know. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they also kept him. Mm-hmm. Um, but him to the Yankees makes too much sense. But then again, does Breslow want to deal with the Yankees? Right, right. You know, there was something. We, we've never seen it happen. Yeah. <laughs> there was some rumored thing out there a couple of weeks ago about uh, Verdugo for Glaber Torres, which I didn't, yeah. really, I didn't really understand. But I like Glaber a lot. I think labor in Boston makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, a guy who, you know, you can play him at all three of the infield positions and feel all right. Okay. Um, outside of first base, obviously. Uh, but a middle infield of, I also think they, they know that there's a timeline on, on story being able to play short. Right. So, you know, I think, bridging the gap between him and Marcelo Meyer mm. is the way you can do it with Glaber. Now Glaber has been a great second baseman over the last couple of years. Defense was a problem when he first came up. Um, 
but the last year and a half, two years, he's been excellent. Okay. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I like labor to Boston. Um, I don't think their personalities fit if they were to swap them for their market. Um, Glaber's the more quiet, low key guy. Verdugo's the Verdugo's Verdugo. You know what I mean? So I don't see Verdugo shaving. <laughs> I don't see Verdugo shaving. Um, but yeah, I. It's weird for some. I think just for the prospect of hearing the Yankees and the Red Sox are considering making a trade. Um, because when they do, it's very minor. Um, however, I think this would be a win-win for both sides, yeah. performance-wise. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know our market. We're not, we're not wild about quiet guys that don't say anything. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're my favorite player from there for all these years has been Kevin Millar, and I think yeah. you know one five has been the mouthiest of mouths yes, in a good way. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. Well, Eric, it's always great to have you here uh, talking baseball. Um, you know, baseball, not always my like area of expertise, but we always like having you on uh, to kind of give us the latest and what's going on. Always a pleasure. And we'll do this after spring training starts again. Our core yes. yes. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, We'll we'll let you go and uh, yeah we'll talk to you uh, talk to you soon folks.